Question, why is love so hard to find? I don't think love is hard to find. I think love is hard to do. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 that love is patient, it's kind, it's trusting, it's not boastful. It's all these action words that demonstrate real love. So to be in love means to operate in love, to do the things that make love what it is. It's a decision. You have to decide to do it. So it's not about is it hard to find as much as it is. It's hard to find a person willing to do it. When you have two people compatible willing to do what it takes to manifest love, that to me is what it means to be in love, which means that sometimes I don't feel like it, but I still do it. Jesus was in the garden and said, if it be possible, let this cup pass. He didn't feel like doing it, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Love surpassed his momentary feeling and said, I love you in spite of how I feel that I will do for you. And he gave his life. Hi there. This is Reese, aka Bossy from Champagne Therapy, the podcast, and I hope you have your glass of champagne while enjoying Chronicles of Divine Destiny. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Chronicles of Divine Destiny. What podcast? Y'all all all right out there? Well, all right. (laughs) Well, well, well. It's been a minute. (laughs) Last time we talked, well, last time you heard me talk was me sharing my heart of heartbreak. That seems to be my story these last four, five years. Um, me dealing with some type of heartbreak, some type of rejection, some type of something, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, girl is here. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so this morning, after my quiet time with the Lord... I kind of like went to my podcast and was scrolling through like different episodes and looking at the title and just seeing where I've come from since 2020 to even know that I started in 2020 and I went as long as I did and consistent as I did. It's like, wow. And I look at all the people who are listening and the numbers are still growing, even though I haven't put out anything new in a minute not that long but it's been a couple of weeks or so but I've just come from I have come so far from 2020 and I know <laughs> my last two episodes I just I just been emotional I've been really emotional I am if you have not realized <laughs> from 2020 that I am um an emotional thinker reactor I act on my emotions. And I also got an episode called Facts Over Feelings. You should check it out. But, um, yeah, I tend to um, act out on my emotions. And sometimes I make good decisions and sometimes I don't. <laughs> but um, I be feeling the way, y'all. I be definitely feeling the way. But, uh, yeah. So I'm still, it's still up in the air. I know I said I was going to end this podcast, but I don't know if I really should. Like, I just feel like it's so much more I need to talk about. I am doing something different, but I don't know if I should just, just rebrand Chronicles of Divine Destiny. What? I don't know. 
I need to talk to my therapist. <laughs> Therapy has been great, by the way. I love my therapist. Listen, she helps me. But, you know, I need to bring up this podcast situation because, you know, it is what it is. <sighs> this is my baby. I guess it's just hard to give up your baby. But I do know that podcasting is moving into another direction. A lot of it is video these days. And, um, you know, got to do something. I mean, I'm, something is in the works, but. We'll see if I'm just going to continue both or what. But rebranding is definitely in the works because it's 2023. 2024, I'm trying to do big things with my podcast. Um, As you all know, I started out with my brother. We had the Poor People Podcast. You can still find some of our episodes, I think, like on um, SoundCloud and maybe... Apple. <laughs> I'll have to check and see. <clears throat> yeah, I started with him. And then I branched off to do my own thing. And it's been great. I have let you all into my life. Um, I've shared so many things with y'all been transparent. And I know that me sharing my stuff is helping somebody somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, you know, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm just realizing so many things that I've just been going through emotionally, just so much. Um, and what I'm learning about myself and and why I tend to go through a lot of things, especially with men. Um, I have some attachment, um, issues and rejection issues and it's so many things that I need to work through to better destiny. I'm realizing that through this process of my last situationship of 14 years with someone, you know, just emotionally being attached to someone. And it's like now that the rose colored glasses is off my eyes or they're clear, I can see a lot of the things that some of my friends were saying. Not that Steve was a bad person, because he's not. Because even though we're still, we still haven't talked, y'all. Well, that's another story. <laughs> um, being emotionally attached to one, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's just as bad as you really being like sexing with a person because you put so much energy and so many other things in a person. It's a lot. And to love a person as long as I have, it's a lot <laughs> to just be like, let it go. And then it's even more crazy when things end and it's no explanation. And then it doesn't end like for infidelity or being abusive or doing all other kinds of things. It doesn't end like for that. So it makes it very difficult to recover because it's like I don't have anything bad to go off of. Like usually when stuff ends, like O'Neal, you know, and all the other people that I shared about, they cheated on me. They've done things that were abusive to me, you know, lying and doing all kinds of things. So it was like kind of easy 
not easy, but more understanding of why things ended. But when things end like this and it's like nothing, nothing bad that that person ever done to you, but just something that you've done. I mean, it's not even, and when I really think about it, I didn't really do anything. It's just, I ain't gonna say I didn't really do anything. Um, <laughs> I have an issue with having the last word. And I'm not sure if I brought that up last time, but I do. And that's not just in relationship, that's just period. And that just comes from growing up and not being able to express yourself. And um, not being able to get things out that comes from being bullied. And going through things where you can't really express. I grew up, you know, we weren't allowed to express how we feel about anything. About nothing. So when I do feel a way, I'm going to tell you. I don't care if it hurts your feelings or not. And that's the end of it. Because I feel like you don't have that right to offend me or get smart with me and do things. But at the end of the day, I'm also a Christian. And I got to be like Jesus. I have to be a light in this world. And, you know, a lot of times having the last say-so is not that great. (laughs) And, you know... And I also know God do things for a reason, and I'm not taking that away from God. I know everything that's happening right now is in his plan, and it's to build me in in a way. And, you know, I'm accepting that. I can't do nothing else but accept it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I still will say to anyone, like, I have to work on myself. Like, I, I realize we live in a world where, you know, being in, I, being in relationships and you see so many quote-unquote goal relationships or people that are together, they're working out their differences. And, you know, you kind of want that. But I'm at a place where I just want to work on me. I feel like I need to work on me before I be in any type of relationship. I need to be good for my husband. I'm not going to be perfect, but it's still some things that I need to work on. And, you know, and my views on marriage is just really, it's not a healthy view. And just to be honest, I only want to be married because um, for me to have sex, um, for me to have sex and to be honorable to God and not to have God frown upon it, I need to be married. But I've had such bad relationships. I don't even know what it's like to experience a good relationship. I just don't. I've never had a good man. I don't even know what it's like. I know I have seen it. But for me to experience it, I don't know. And that's where it comes to my attachment issues because once I experience something good... I don't want to let it go. And that was my thing with Steve. Like, he was a good thing to me. He made me feel good. We barely argued. But we were we're never been in a place where we can actually get to know each other either to argue. We only argued two times in 14 years. And I don't know if that's healthy or not. But being where he's at, you kind of can't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> hate when I just go off and then my mind is like where are we <laughs> but anywho I am back you know on marriage I was talking about marriage but just have my view on it and if me personally if I can have things my way I would never get married 
um, what I would do is live my life and just have me someone that I would call every now and then and we would hang out and do stuff and you would go home and I would go home. That's how I want to live my life. <laughs> but I'm a believer. I followed away and I can't do that and honor God. So I have to get married. And I also have to change my outlook on marriage. Even though I've seen marriages, and they're not perfect, but I've seen godly marriages and they work. And I know that it can work, but I'm like, is that really for me? But I feel that way because when you've been hurt so much and yet, you know, you've never had a good relationship, you don't know. So I am just have some things to work on. I have to work on my mindset towards marriage and I have more healing to do. And I'm still grieving. Grief is crazy. It's ghetto. It's sad. It's annoying. And when people don't understand it, they make it hard. And I have been encountering a lot of people who don't understand grief because they haven't experienced grief. And that's one thing I've learned in my grief journey is that people will never understand your pain if they've never been there. And, you know, you hear all types of things <laughs> about people that grieve. And you still worried about that? Yes, I am. I lost someone that's been in my life my whole life. Since the day that I was born, this woman was here. I don't know life without her. And yes, it's been four years. I still love this person. This person is not here. I'm still going through life. I'm still going through heartache. This person is not here. And not only that, I'm, I've lost so many people in four years. I lost my grandmother, then my Aunt Mona, and then my one of my spiritual friends and like auntie, Miss Paula. All of those people were very ex- special to me. Those are people that have been there for me. Um, I can't think of a time those people was not there for me whenever I needed them about whatever I may be going through talking you know want to talk about those people have been there for me so it's been hard and I've still mom owner I still have not fully accepted her passing I know she's not here but I notice it when I see my cousin Rochelle or I talk to her it make me feel a way you know, and I'm like, Dang, I know she's not here, but, you know, it's hard. Grief is hard, but I'm dealing with it and I'm, and I'm living and I'm going through life and I'm just trying. And to speak about grief, um, I have shared many of times and I probably will share until forever. <laughs> Hopefully I just be I'm by then later on in life or I get to a place where I'm learning to grieve well. And um, here recently, I've just been dealing with getting older. Um, This week, I got some sad news about one of my favorite girl groups, 702. Um, Irish have passed away. Um, And it's just other people's grief trigger my grief. And I don't know if people who are grieving can relate to that. But for me, other people grief triggers my grief. And, um, you know, just seeing that this woman passed away, she's 43, married the same age. I'm 
probably a year older than her. But me and her the same age. And, like, I grew up on her, her sister, and Mila, and 702. They were a big part of my life. Especially my teenage years growing up. Um, No Doubt, that album, is no skips for me. Like, I listened to that junk religiously. <laughs> um, when I was, like, 17. Like, that just, I was going through so much during that time. But music is really therapy for me. I listen to all kinds of music music just helped me in so many ways but just knowing that this young lady is no longer here it's like wow you look at your life like I'm getting older now I see like what my parents and older people talk about when certain artists die and all that it's like wow like you start seeing your life and your age like I'm getting older people that I look up to or people that I love musically are no longer here even to Magoo like I love Timberland and Magoo and you know they're from my area the 757 they're from Portsmouth Virginia like people like them were big in my life because growing up for me growing up in Jersey and growing up in DC it was hard saying you from Virginia because people were like, oh, you country, you this. They didn't like me. But to see people like Pharrell, Missy Elliott, Timberland, Magoo come from where I'm from. And also, if I'm, I was doing my ancestry and I really have a feeling that me and Missy Elliott are related in some way. <laughs> but I'm still working on that. I, my cousin did something, I think, like on our grandmother's side. And it, I think that came up, but I will have to double check. But I wouldn't be surprised because majority of my family on my dad's side is from Portsmouth, Virginia. And they're all like really short. So, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be real cool if we are. I can't wait to see. But I'm going to ask my cousin again because I think she told me that. I'm just not really sure. But, uh, yeah, um, just seeing... You know, being from Virginia and having these great people to come out and then Magoo just suddenly dies. And I will say mainly why Magoo death bothers me because before he died, like during this pandemic, he had a Twitter account and he was really inactive with his followers. Like he only followed a certain amount of people that he like shut it off. And like I would cook stuff and post it. He would respond like I was having a conversation with this man. And then all of a sudden, he just got off of social media. And also, it was me and him had a lot of things in common with dealing with grief. Because he still, even to this day, as long as Aaliyah has been passed away, that still bothered him. Along with Static Major, two close people to his life. And he was still maneuvering through life, grieving them as well. So it's like... You know, I feel some relatability with him, if that's a word. Or, you know, so to suddenly see that he passed, it was, like, heartbreaking to me. Like, I've been knowing this man all my life. And then to see that Irish have passed away from 702. Like, 702 is my group. Like, I, to this, like, on my phone, I have Stilo. That was my song when I was 16. All I want, no doubt, word is born. Let's get it together. That album is like my childhood, my teenage years when I was in high school. Not only that, then when my girls, that like every time they've ever came out, 
with music. I've always had it. And even when they started back touring, I was trying to see them. <laughs> like, that is my favorite girl group is 702. And I'm really hurt because that their music have helped me in so many ways. I still love you. That is my favorite song from them. I still love you. And, um, you know, I've heard different things about Irish that I don't want to speak on it because they're I don't really have solid proof, but, you know, it's still sad regardless of what. Death is sad, period. And since I've been grieving, I have definitely have a better understanding. I don't even, and I hate to hear when people say dead. That really bothers me. I don't mind people say, oh, they passed. That sounds better, but a lot of social media is like dead at 43. Like, I really, that word just really does something to me. But um, me hearing about Irish passing, I literally could not sleep. I was up all night. I was reminiscing. I was just listening to music. Like I, they're on my playlist. Like if you're gonna hear anything from my playlist, you're gonna hear Seven O Two. And I'm not just saying that. Like anybody that truly knows me, which is only my bestie that knows me well, <laughs> I love Seven O Two, and I'm very bothered by that her passing and she had a son he was very young I think like 10 or 11 like a young son and also Irish was dealing with grief as well she lost her twin sister Orish I think in 2008 or something like that and that is hard especially when we are so many people out here dealing with grief and they're not doing anything undealt grief and they're not doing anything to grieve well they're not doing anything to they're not talking about it they're just going through life and I know as black people even started from slavery and probably before then we have dealt with grief in so many unhealthy ways and um if you don't do anything like far as getting some therapy or talking it out or finding ways to grieve well you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to be dealing with things and sometimes you self-medicate sometimes you do drugs you do sex you do all kinds of things to try to cover up their feeling or you try to validate with other relationships you try to fill that void and just you know I'm always going to go to God for everything because I'm a believer and I stand firm on who God is and what he is in my life and only God can truly satisfy those voids in your life, you know. So trying to fill it with other things, it's just, it's just temporary. And it's not going to fully help you. It may get you through the moment. But God truly satisfied those voids. And I'm learning that too as well. It definitely takes time to get there. But um, yeah. But grieving and just not getting any help can really do damage to you mentally and for a long time and I just realized like a couple of years ago I had a friend that passed from lupus I didn't fully grieve her death either because it was so sudden I knew she was sick but I didn't know she was going to die the day after I left her house <clears throat> and I didn't deal with that at all like literally at all until one day I said the thought about it, I was like I never grieved her so it's just so much (laughs) it's so much that's going on right now it's just a lot 
I, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing it. Each day it gets better. And then some days it don't. I still have my days I don't want to do anything. Like I have to push myself daily to want to go to work. I have to push myself daily sometimes to just even get out the bed. But I am introverted as well, so I do kind of I do like to recharge and be to myself. But sometimes it's not always good, and I'm learning that, and I'm learning to reach out and talk. And I look. I don't care if y'all get tired of hearing it, but I'm keep sharing it because God has been good with me and having a support system. Now I feel like I have the best people in my life that I'm surrounded by. My church family is amazing. I have few people at my job that are great. I have friends that are great, that are my real friends, (laughs) like been with me through the trenches and, you know, even my family. It's been great, you know. So, yeah. So, RIP to Magoo and RIP to Irish. And um, I'm getting old, y'all. I got a birthday coming up, too. <laughs> and I'm going to be 44, Lord willing, if I live to see it. I'm be 44. So, yeah. Man, this podcast is just really about I can say it's about nothing but I hope that whatever I share with you that you learning something from me because like I said the whole purpose of me having this podcast is to share my life and I plan to do that I plan to do that I have doctor's appointments coming up I have a little bit of health issues dealing with my legs mostly um brain tumor is brain tumoring <laughs> I saw my endocrinologist for that and my diabetes. And so far, my diabetes is better. I'm trying to get off of it 100% by next year. My doctor wants to take me off of some of the, well, off the diabetic medicine. Um, By January next year, I want to have lost 40 pounds. I know I can do it. It's been tough, especially with me having issues with my legs. But I should find, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to find out this week, but it, it's it's a, it's a start <laughs> to uh, me finding out. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm getting ready for a wedding this weekend. I think I've been to a wedding since, yeah, every year since 2020. <laughs> I have not missed a year of going to a wedding. I'm not mad at it. One year, I guess, will be mine's. And you're all invited. Well, not really, but you know, you get the picture. Maybe I'll share some video. Uh-huh. So God is doing the work in me. And yeah. I don't know if Chronicles of Divine Destiny has just ended. I just I do know I need to rebrand. So um that's all I got for you all. And another thing, you know what I hate? And I know this is very random, but it's not because I've said it before. But every time I record, my allergies flare up. Now, the, I've been up all morning and I ain't had no congestion, nothing. But as soon as I start, look, can't hardly breathe. <laughs> but anywho, that just annoys me. And I hope when I start doing video, that is not an issue. 
because I don't have time. But um, that's all I have for you all. Bye. See you next time. Bye. And me can change the world